0: In two weeks from now we will be, we will be launching our new name and everything. And, uh, one of the things that I'm convinced that we need to be doing a lot of is a lot of prayer. Because with good changes, with positive things, always the enemy will always put his tail in there and try to attack um, churches that are doing something um, effectively for the Lord. When Ho, when Josué and uh, Jessica were playing, I thought we were we were back where I was two week where I was last week. You know, it was just like uh, amazing. Uh, you, you guys, I'll, I'll share a little bit of that without mentioning the name of the place, but I'll mention a little bit of that in a minute. It's just amazing how people worship in other places. And, um, I I gotta bring maybe, I gotta, I gotta find a way how to cross uh, about 10 of those people over here so we can get, get it going too. And, uh, so that was good. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is great. The Lord is good to us. And, um, before we start today, I just want to remind you guys that we exist. We are here to help people, uh, find the hope that it's only being found in the life-changing relationship with Jesus. So this morning we're going to be in our third week on the series that we started three weeks ago on prayer, and today we are going to be looking at the scriptures and understanding the importance of prayer. Not just the, not just you know what we know about prayer, not just the theory of prayer, but practical prayer. Why do we pray? Prayer is essential. In a believer's life, because someone someone said one time, uh, I read this quote, and someone said, Prayer is to the soul what oxygen is to the body. Prayer, prayer is to the soul what oxygen is to the body. Prayer is essential. And, and that's what I, our God, our loving Father, God, our Heavenly Father, wants us to communicate with Him through prayer. Prayer is essential in the life of a believer many many times i just don't understand i don't i don't think we realize the power of prayer i don't think we really realize that i don't think we really understand that most people don't understand it most people don't really understand that god is always listening to us when we pray in first peter chapter 3 verse 12 Peter tells the church that his eyes, the eyes of the Lord, are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. So God is always listening to us. God is always listening to our prayers. Prayer is essential because daily prayer can bless you. But daily prayer can also bless your family. Uh, daily prayer can bless uh, can bless your family, your you, your family, and those you pray for. Prayer is essential because it invites peace into our hearts. When we pray, we are saying that we are depending on God. No matter what happened in our lives, no matter what we're going through in our lives, we are depending on God. So prayer is essential because it invites. Peace into our lives. When you pray, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, the way the Apostle Paul wrote it to the Philippians, he said, do not be anxious for anything. Do not be anxious for anything. So don't worry about all these problems that you are facing, about all the adversities you are facing. But in every situation, instead of being worried, instead of losing your peace, instead of worrying too much, He says, by prayer and petition, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So instead of being worried, instead of being anxious, the apostle Paul says, prayer should be, should bring peace into your life. And if you are, if you are, if you are praying, you are gonna feel the peace of God, because when you pray, you are giving God that load that you cannot carry anymore. And that's what verse 7 says. It says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding. And I want you to notice that when you pray, and you trust God for every situation that you are living through, God gives you peace that you cannot even understand. It's It's, a, it's so much peace. Because now you realize you are not the one carrying the load, but now you know that God is helping you carry the load. That's why the Lord Jesus said, if you are, you know, you that are work, and you are carrying these, these heavy burdens, bring them to me. And when we pray, we bring those things to the Lord, and we experience peace instead of anxiety, instead of worriness, because of all the adversity we might be going through in our lives. Prayer is essential because it helps you learn more about God's plan for you. When you pray, you learn about what is God's plan, what is God's desire, what is God's will for my life. In Psalm 32, verse 6 and verse 8, the psalmist tells us that the the, the faithful will do this. The faithful will pray, will pray to the Lord while He might still be found. And in verse 8, it says, I will, the Lord responds back to those who pray. The Lord responds back to those who pray, and He says, I will instruct you and teach you. So when you pray, when you pray, you got to be ready to listen from God. And God says, I will instruct you, I will teach you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you, With my loving eye on you. In other words, when you pray, God will reveal His will to you. When you pray, God will tell you what He desires of you. So many times, again, I believe, I don't don't think we understand the importance of prayer. I don't think we understand that when we pray, God is really listening to us. I don't think that we fully understand the power there is behind prayer. And that the Lord will do what He says He will do when we humble ourselves and we come to prayer. So prayer is essential because as we, stay, as we spend time talking to God, He aligns our will with His will. So it's not my will anymore, but your will be done. And God does that for us. Uh, Prayer is important because in a believer's life, you know, many, many times we just don't realize the importance of it. In my trip, I had a couple of testimonies about prayer. I thought the air condition was going to be on today. And with the weather, talking about prayer, it gets warm up here. In this trip that I took, I heard a couple of stories about prayer and the results of it. Sometimes, during my staying there, I got to be careful how I say things. During my staying there, I I was just wondering, do we have too much that we depend on? that a lot of times we don't really see the need of prayer. Because a lot of times, the more you have, the less of God you feel you need. And I'm not saying everybody does, but a lot of people do. That's why a lot of people don't really feel they really need God nowadays in our society. So, one of the pastors that we were with in our trip, he went to Africa, and he was sharing about this uh, uh, about you know about a pastor in Africa who got very sick to the point that, that he couldn't get up anymore from his bed. Uh, people, you know, people were were worried. They did all they could. Medicine, healthcare was very limited. And after a few days, the people in the village thought that the pastor for sure was going to die. And this is a guy in our group, we were five pastors in this trip, and one of them is the one who was there, he was present there at that moment. And he said, I will never, never stop praying the way I pray now. It changed my life the way I used to pray and the way I pray right now. Because I saw that in the middle of the night, when everybody thought this pastor was going to die, in the middle of the night, because they didn't have the medications, they didn't have what was necessary for this guy to get better, all people all people could do at that point was to pray. So the people from the church showed up in the middle of the night, and they stayed praying all night long until the next day. The next day when they finished praying... When they finished praying, to their surprise, the pastor was at the door of the hospital walking out of that hospital and the doctors couldn't understand how in the world did he get up and walked out without any problems. So as one of them was was sharing this, the other pastor, the pastor from one of the local churches we were working with last last week, he said, well, that sounds similar to something that happened to us here not too long ago. In, In this place... He said, there was a lady, there was a lady in our church who couldn't get pregnant. And this lady who couldn't get pregnant, uh, you know, they were struggling. Her and her husband were struggling for a few years. And they thought they just couldn't have kids. And, and it was done. And they, they gave up on that. Finally, all of a sudden, she gets pregnant. Two months before the baby was born, she began having complications. Went to the doctor. By the way, in this place, doctors make $50 a month. Believe it or not. It's unbelievable for us to think about that stuff, right? A doctor makes $50 a month. A pastor makes $20 a month. So the doctors said, well, we can welcome you and we can do whatever we can. we can, we, We can try to do whatever we can with our hands. But we don't have the equipment We don't have anything. We don't have the medicine. We don't have anything that we can help you with, but we can try to keep an eye on you. So no instruments, no medicine, and the church came together again. The church came together and helped them pray. Helped them pray. And the church was willing to give them to pay. But... They saw that there was nothing to do. So they began just praying and praying and praying. The church gathered outside of the hospital again. This is in another country. And for prayer for for a few days. And she gave birth to two twins. And a week later she was walking home with those two twins. Healthy and all good. Many times we don't realize. We know. See, this this is the issue I have. We know it right here how important prayer is. Don't we? Intellectually, we know it. Practically, not a whole lot. Many, many times, we don't realize how important prayer is until prayer is the only thing you have left. so when we were there we talked to a few people and if a, if a doctor makes 50 dollars a month they have to depend on what they get the rations they get they get rations per day they get two rations so they can eat and that's it you know who are the people who works for the people In control. Because all these people are well fed. The rest of the people, you can see they're not well fed. They're malnutrition for them. But what's interesting is, when you see these people praying in the church, these people know how to pray. It's not that they just know how to pray. They know how to worship. Because that's the only thing they can do. The only thing they can do is that they can depend, they can pray and depend on God for their provision every day. And they have no other way but to depend on God and to say, you know, you know I, I, Lord, I am depending on you for my next meal. And so we don't see the importance of prayer a lot of times until we are at that point when prayer is the only thing we have left. But what does the Bible tell us about the importance of prayer? What I'm amazed every time I read the Scriptures is when I see the Lord Jesus constantly praying over and over and over for anything, at any time, at any moment. He is constantly praying. Being God, He took the time to pray. What does that tell us? Does that tell us that That's how important prayer is. So in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, Jesus told His disciples, uh, He had told them a parable to show them that they should always pray and never give up. They should always pray and never give up. Why? Why is prayer important? Because prayer makes us more like Jesus. Jesus had it as a priority in His life to constantly be praying over and over and over. And if we look at the life of Jesus, we see the persistence in prayer. Luke chapter 5 verse 16, it says that Jesus often withdrew, withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Jesus often was going to the wilderness for prayer. And in sa- same book, Luke chapter 6 verse 12, verse 12, it says that one day soon afterward... Jesus went up to the mountain to pray. So He went up to the desert and prayed. He went up to the mountain and prayed. And He prayed to God all night. Sometimes I wonder, and I said it three weeks ago, we won we the answer, the one million dollar answer, but we want to pray the five cents prayer. You, you follow me with that? We prayed the five cents prayer, but we want the million dollar answer. And that is just not going to happen. Luke chapter 9, verse 28. It says that he came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James and went up to the mountain and prayed. So notice that he went to the wilderness, he went to the mountain, he went by himself and he went with people to pray. As a matter of fact, when he took John, Peter, and uh, Peter, John, and James, he went in prayer and he went to pray and he he, he told them, you guys stay here praying. I'm going to go over there and pray by myself. So he went over there and prayed by himself. And when he came back, what were they doing? They were praying. fervently right no they were sleeping they were sleeping did they see the importance of prayer the way Jesus did no otherwise they wouldn't be asleep they didn't see the same the same importance at that moment not at that time and a lot of times we have to experience tough times so we can begin to get on our knees and pray we 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 are talking about god here jesus being god he saw the importance of prayer how much more should we No, no wonder he told his disciples that you should always pray he said in luke 18 and never give up never give up in other words you know you pray you pray you pray and if you don't see the answer you keep on praying Jesus always prayed and give us the example to never give up. Remember when in John 11, his good friend Lazarus had died? He, his good friend Lazarus had died. And then when he came over, he, he, you know, Lazarus' uh, sister said, Lord, you're too late. They couldn't believe it. Jesus, you didn't care. You are too late. And, and so Jesus patiently and lovingly, he, he told them, you know, you're wrong. I'm not late. He actually said in verse 40, Then Jesus says, uh, Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? If you pray and you believe, you will see God's glory. Now my question to us, so we can apply it in a personal way, in a personal life, is when was the last time you saw a miracle in your life why is it that we don't see these kind of miracles where people after we pray people all of a sudden they just get up and walk oh pastor we're not we're, we're not charismatic we're not Pentecostal I'm not talking about Pentecostal I'm not talking about charismatic I'm talking about the power of prayer do you believe in the power of prayer that's what I'm talking about I'm not talking about let's do all this these, these, these crazy stuff no But I'm telling you, a lot of times we pray, and well, well, yeah, well, and we pray so much for our own selfishness. That's what James says. The reason you don't receive, this is what James says. The reason you don't receive, he says, is because when you pray, you pray and you pray for the wrong reasons. You pray for the wrong reasons, you pray for selfish reasons. And therefore, you don't receive because you pray for your own selfishness. It's amazing when you hear these testimonies. When we were at the church, we heard a third testimony. This young girl, 18-year-old girl, she she was giving a testimony about how when she was a little girl, her dad had cancer. And with the limitations this country has, they couldn't get medication or anything or a treatment for her dad, and she said that as a little girl, she she just kept on praying and praying and praying and praying, and her dad was that day, that Sunday, last Sunday, he was right there worshiping with his daughter. But they could, they wouldn't stop praying. Why is it that we don't see the glory of God the same way? Could it be that we we just we just we're on automatic pilot? And because we're an automatic pilot, we know these things here, but we don't bring it into practice. So when Jesus gets there, uh, they, they criticize Him for not getting there early enough. And then Jesus said, you know, heaven, I tell you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Now, I don't know if you believe what God is doing. I was in a meeting on Thursday with the city. Tim and I went, went there. And what the city's doing, the city is doing a lot of good things for our community. And I was wondering, what are we as churches in the community doing? The city had 12 events last year. Guess how many people in Norwalk show up to those 12 events, according to the report we got? 35,000 people. Do we pray for that? Do we pray for the people that are lost? Do we pray for the people that God wants to save? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. So then what Jesus did is, He, took, he, he said, remove the stone. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, I thank you. So He began praying. But He had already been praying. He just didn't say it with words. But He began praying. And when he was praying, he said, I thank you that you have hurt me. In other words, when we pray, God hears people. God hears. I knew that you always hear me. Jesus was convinced the Father was always listening. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they might believe that you sent me. God is always hearing so he prayed for Lazarus, and Lazarus rise from the dead. Amazing things. You know? So when he saw the people, the, the people were in need. In need of food. Remember the 5,000? Before, he, before he, he, he fed the 5,000, what did he do? He said, hey, collect whatever there is. Five loaves of bread, two fishes. And what did he do? It says that looking up to heaven in verse 19. He says, looking up to heaven, He gave thanks and broke the loaves. He gave thanks. He prayed. A lot of times we don't even pray for our food. And a lot of times i see seen Christians in public. This is funny. Well, it's, it's not. But it is. That when Christians are in public, a lot of times they're embarrassed to pray. And prayer. How important is prayer in your life? In the Garden of Gethsemane, before He was taken by the Romans, He was about to go through the biggest trial in history, the cross. And in Matthew 26, verse 36, He says, Then Jesus went went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And He said to His disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. So he was about to go through trials. To the worst. And he said, I'm going to pray. He didn't worry. He went to pray. And going a little farther, he fell on his face. He fell on his pr- face and prayed. Saying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as your will. Do we ask for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven? Because when we ask for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, what we're asking God is, God bring your glory down to earth. Or are we just asking for the you know for our selfishness, the way James says? E- even as he was hanging from the cross, remember? He prayed for His enemies. He prayed for His enemies. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Even when He's hanging on the cross, Jesus is thinking about others. And praying for others. And asking the Father to forgive them, for they did not know what they were doing. Listen, if Jesus felt the need to pray, how much more should we pray? Jesus was God. And He prayed. How come we don't pray enough? How come we don't make it a priority the way we should? And I'm not talking about prayer on automatic. I'm talking about prayer as a relationship between a father and a child. I'm talking about prayer that you can come before God and you know for sure He is listening to you the way Jesus said, Father, I know you hear me. But it's that intimate relationship that prayer brings between a father and a son. It's that moment when you are frustrated in life, when you have anxiety, when you are worried, and the Apostle Paul tells the Philippian church, do not worry, don't be anxious for anything, and all the troubles you're going through, don't worry about those things, but with thanksgiving, bring prayer before the Lord, and you will see the glory of God. The, the question is, do we really understand the importance of prayer? Many times we don't realize how important it is until when? Until prayer is the only thing we have left. That's why I said a couple of weeks ago, it, it is amazing when I hear people say, well, we already tried this, we already tried that, we already tried, so I guess there's nothing else left but to pray. And I always tell people, no, that should be the first thing you should do. Pray is the first thing you should do. Then, try the other stuff as you pray. Because there's a a saying, I I learned this saying in Argentina, and I don't know how to translate it, but in Spanish it says, Adios orando y con el mazo dando. So it rhymes in Spanish. What it means is, you pray to God, but at the same time, as you're praying, you're acting. So don't just pray and and stay there and say, well, it's going to fall from heaven. No, you pray and you do. You pray and you act. Because you act, because you have faith. Faith without actions is what? It's dead. So when you pray, you act, because you have faith, that God is going to answer that prayer. Prayer is important because it helps us overcome worries and anxiety. That's why, again, Paul says, do not be anxious for anything. But bring your petitions with thanksgiving. When you have situations, difficult situations, when you have adversities, do you bring those things to the Lord? And do you believe God can do something about it? So last week, I'm, I'm getting back, and I hear a situation that my son was in. Situation he had no control over. My son gets hurt. And as a father, I'm all the way in Florida, getting back from this other country. And as my son calls me and tells me what happened, I feel helpless. I feel like there's nothing I can do. And I'm trying to switch my, my, my fly back and, and switch my fly back to get back over here. It was almost going to be close to the whole thing was going to be close to like extra three, four, five hundred dollars. I said, "I can do that." I said, "Why am I worried so much? Why am I worried so much?" My son was really hurt. And so what I did is I began praying. And guess what? When I began prayer, What it says right here in verse 7, it became a reality in my heart at that moment. It says that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart. It doesn't mean, I don't love my son. It just means God gives you peace when you pray. Because now it's not just you carrying that burden, that load, but now it's God with you. last night as I'm finishing my sermon preparation my son calls me again and now my son says dad it's been about seven hours our gates been open, and our dogs are gone all of our three dogs were gone and I said well get in the car and just look around the neighborhood and see if you find our dogs and my son loves we love our dogs I don't know if you do, but I do. Um, and I said at one point, you know what, it's already dark. We have a little dog, like, it's a small chihuahua. His name is Churro. Right? So, I said, Churro is dark. He, he, he's, he, he's, you know, he's, he's a black dog. I said, you will not see him at night anymore. So you're going to have to wait until the morning. And I said, you might see Ari, which is is the love of my life. It's my dog. She is my beauty. And you'll see her because she's, um, she's, uh, she's a German Shepherd. She's a big dog. And the other dog, his dog was in front of the house. He never left the house. Smarter dog, right? But what I did, at some point I said, son, just... Go back home and we'll wait until the morning. We go to the dog pound and we'll check on Monday. There's nothing we can do at this point. I'm not going to drive to Lancaster to to try to figure it out. And all I did is, after I hang up with him, is I pray. Lord, my son just went through this issue last week. And he's responsible for our dogs. He is going to feel hurt if he doesn't find our dogs. Lord, help him find our dogs. But I discourage him from going out. So he calls me, and he said, Dad, I pray. He said this, Dad, I pray, and don't ever tell me to give up. Talking about learning a lesson, right? He said, Don't tell me to give up. I just found the dogs. He was relieved. He said, God answered the prayers. It can be something so small to some people like that. To us, it's a big thing. But God answers prayers. And when you're worried and you're anxious, and God gives you peace about it, and you just keep on praying and praying and praying and praying, because there is power in prayer. I just don't know if we really understand the power that is behind prayer. That's why Jesus wouldn't stop praying. Praying is important because he provides answers also for us. Prayer is important because it will help us be renewed and encouraged when we are tired from life's adversities. When you are tired from life's adversities and life situations, and you pray, God renews you. He renews your heart. He gives you new strengths. Because you're praying and you're connecting with God as you are as you get discouraged. As you get tired, don't you get tired sometimes of uh, a lot of nonsense in life? Or or do you you not experience nonsense? Because I do. And sometimes I'm like, man, this is just nonsense. Why are we having this problem? And when you're going through all that stuff, the only way you can be renewed, the only way you can obtain strain back in your life is when you pray and you connect yourself with God. You know, the people in this country... That I was at. They have nothing else to depend on. They have to pray. They have to pray. I wonder if a lot of times. We should be praying. God take away everything. Or take away all the things we depend on. How, how would we do? Would we pray more? Pastor you are so mean. I am just being honest with you. Pastor, that's not right to say. We came to get an encourage a sermon about encouragement. Well, I want to encourage you to pray. Right? I want you to pray more. I want you to believe that God can do amazing things. I want you not to depend on your material stuff. I want you to depend on God. The more money we have in the bank, the less we depend on God. We depend on that bank account. I'm sorry, that's just reality. And you know what the Bible says? That the wealth flies like the eagle. We have it today. Tomorrow we might lose everything we have. But the more we have, the more we depend on that. And I wonder why a lot of Christians are not rich. Maybe God doesn't want us to be rich. Maybe not. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that no, but maybe not. Maybe we cannot handle it. Because we won't depend on God the way we should. And prayer is your statement of dependence on God. Lack of prayer is your declaration of independence from God. Make sense? Prayer is is your declaration that you depend on God? Lack of prayer is your declaration of independence from God. You don't need it. You don't need God. Prayer is important because He provides answers for us. Praying and listening to the answer God gives, you can help. You can help. It can help you better understand your purpose in life. God will help you understand why are you here. Why is God calling you to do what God is calling you to do? Because God will hear your prayers. Prayers brings the answers. And that's why, again, in the, in the, in the case of uh, when he was praying for Lazarus, Father, I know you have heard me. And then in verse 42 he says, Father, you hear me. So you hear me all the time, past, present, and future. Prayer helps you find direction in life. You know, that's why when you pray, according to Psalm 32, verse 6, you pray while God might be still be found. Pray, pray, Pray to you, Lord, while you may be found. And the Lord says, yeah, when you pray to me, verse 8, He says, I will instruct you, I will teach you, and I will show you the way that you should go. Prayer will help us get direction in life. A lot of times when we don't know what to do, we ought to pray. Let's not worry. Let's not get anxious about finding out all these other things. Oh, let me go to Google. No, go go to heaven. And He will tell you what to do. He will tell you what to do. Prayer gives us the strength to avoid temptation. Remember what Jesus says in Matthew. He said in Matthew 26, 41. He says, watch and pray that you uh, you may not enter into temptation. You may not be tempted. Prayer changes our focus. It is easy to get caught up in the circumstances. Going around us, you know, circumstances can be bad sometimes. And good or bad. Praying directs our focus away from the circumstances on earth and it changes our focus to God. Prayer changes the circumstances, our focus from the circumstances on earth and it changes our focus to God. Prayer brings us closer to God because prayer is communication with God, communicating with God. He helps us build a relationship with Him when we pray. We communicate with Him. It is one of the many ways we can get to know Him better. Prayer ushers us into God's presence. That's why prayer is important. So if prayer is so important because Jesus used to pray, He being God, He prayed. So how should we pray? How should we pray? You know, I, I would advise you What the Bible says is that we should pray with confidence. Do you pray with confidence? Do you pray with confidence? And and when you're praying, you believe. Number one, do you believe God is listening to you? Number two, do you believe God will answer you? You have to come before the throne of grace. With confidence. Look look at what it says right here in Hebrews. Hebrews tells us, the writer of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace. How? Doubting? It says with confidence, right? What does confidence mean? You are convinced. You know for sure. You come before the throne of God... For, uh, you know, with confidence, so that we may receive mercy. The reason God answers a lot of our prayers is because He has mercy on us. Because He loves us, He has love and mercy uh, 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 over us. And because the love and the mercy that He has for us, we find, we receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So you approach God in prayer with confidence and He will help you in your time of need. Now the, the question is, again, what he, what he says in Luke chapter 18 verse 1, do you believe? That is the question. When was the last time you saw the glory of God? As He told Lazarus sisters you just don't see the glory of God he said because you I told you you have to believe we believe in what we have we believe in what's physical we believe in what we can see but do we believe in what we cannot see do we believe in those things do we believe God can raise you know can raise a person from a bed when they're sick? Maybe the doctors all say, "You know what? This is not going to happen." You just guys just, just get away that this person is going to pass. Do you believe God can heal a person? Do you believe God can change that person that gives you a hard time at work? Do you believe God can change your home? Your relationships. Do you believe God can do amazing things? Do you believe you can see the glory of God when you pray? So He hears you. He hears you. So we come with confidence. Number two. We don't just come with confidence. But you know, I I heard people pray like this before. Lord, in the name of Jesus, what do they say? I demand of You, Lord. Have you heard people say those things? There are churches that, where, where they teach people to do that. But that's not the way prayer works. And by the way, the more you yell and scream, God is not deaf. God can hear your prayers in silence. As a matter of fact, He says, go pray in private and your Father that sees you in heaven will reward you in public. Go pray in private. Go pray quietly. Prayer is... The, the power of prayer is not in how much you yell and scream. The power of prayer is in your prayer and it's not on y- in you. The power of prayer is in the one you're praying to. This is God. That's where the power of prayer is. So... He says, pray with humbleness. So number one, you have to pray with confidence. And you have to pray with humbleness. Look at this. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. When the people of Israel were going through this trouble, all the time in the Old Testament, the people of Israel were in trouble for the most part. And they were in trouble a lot of times because they... They were just disobeying God left and right. And then God says, in the book of Chronicles, He says, if my people, who are called by my name, He says, if they will humble themselves and pray. So we have to pray with confidence, but also with humbleness. We're approaching the king of the universe. You don't approach them with, you know, I demand this from you, Lord. Like you're going to twist God's arm. No, you come before Him with humbleness. You come with humbleness. And He says, If my people will only humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven because they humble themselves, because they approach me with confidence, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. That should be a national prayer, right? Especially with everything that's going on right now. It's crazy. You know, I made a choice not, not even to watch news anymore. It's just crazy. I just said, Lord, I'm going to focus on you, not on the news. You You have a lot that I need to be doing for you. But if we would just humble ourselves, what makes us prideful? The more we have, the more prideful we become. The more we depend on material stuff, the more arrogant we become. But if we would just humble ourselves and realize everything I have, I have received from You. And at any moment, Lord, You can just take it away from me. It humbles me to understand that You are the God of the universe. It humbles me, Lord. And I just want to pray. I want to seek Your face. I want to repent from the things that I need to repent. And I know you will hear my prayer, and you will forgive my sin, and you will heal my land. Prayer is essential, prayer is important. God wants to do amazing things. Somebody told me one day Do you really believe God can fill this church? And I said, I believe. Why? Because I want to have a church full of people? No. Not at all. I already, I've done that, been there, done that. But because I want people being saved. I want to see people being saved. I want, I, want to, I want to see people experience hope. I want to see people being transformed. I want to see people changing their lives. Changing their families, changing their kids, I want to see people with hope that tomorrow is going to be better than today. I want to see people loving the Lord. I want to see people being transformed in their hearts, worshiping God you, you know you know w- when we 're worshiping here, who is there, man it my well no <laughs> when we 're worshiping here, and i 'm telling the wor- our worship team this, you know I, I hear a couple of people going. You know, when we're when we're singing, right? A couple of people clap, other people just stand, other people you know, back where I was last week, I mean I wish I can show you some of these videos. Well actually I think I put one of one of the videos uh on uh on you, on Facebook but didn't say anything negative because then I will be in trouble for that. Um but these people the youth group they have nothing else to depend on but on prayer and in God, right? The youth group, each one of those kids were coming to the front. And it's, it's not charismatic. It's not Pentecostalism. It's just the way they express worship. These young kids are there. And this is my opportunity to worship together with everybody else. And they are expressing worship And and when the time of prayer came, they are expressing things to God in prayer. They are worshiping God. And, and, And you know, you will see amazing things if Jesus said, if you believe. I mean, if Jesus didn't say that, if that's not what He meant, why is it that we don't experience the glory of God? If we were just to humble ourselves and pray, A lot of things would change in your life for the best. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, and we want to be challenged. We want to be challenged to do the right thing. We want to be challenged to pray. We want to be challenged to... To be like you, Jesus. We just want to pray that you will help us. Help us get into these 15 days of prayer. And really understand and really believe that you can do amazing things. But as we pray, help us to do what we're praying about. Prayer and doing shows us shows that we have faith, that we believe what You have promised. Because if we say we have faith and we don't do, then our faith is dead. But we want to show living faith, Lord. We pray, Father, that You will help us. Do Your will on earth, as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to remind you, we have the list of prayer, uh, prayer list in your bulletins, so pray this, these 15 days, join the church in prayer for all the needs and all the things that we are going to be doing. Um, I, I want to remind you, these are in the courtyard. Grab a stack of this, but don't grab them and put them in your car or behind your seat. Grab them and begin sharing this stuff with other people. Share this stuff with people in your neighborhood. Share this stuff with people in your family. I believe God wants to do amazing things in people's life. And I believe you are the vehicle God wants to use. And I believe we need to pray because this is not, this is not done by our own power but by the Spirit of God. We can only depend on the Spirit of God for what's to come for our church and what our church can do to help many people, many people in our community. Let's pray together and let's worship the Lord.